0: Welcome back, everyone, to our third episode of Chassis Chatter. And on today's episode, we'll be talking and breaking down the Bahrainian Grand Prix. Ella, what have you got to say about what happened this weekend?
1: There's a lot that happened. There's a lot to, to break down, isn't there?
0: Yes. Well, it seems uh, we seem to have had an interesting opening to the season. I'm quite happy to see for once that it's not going to be Mercedes' win. It looks like we're going to have a nice bit of a Title fight on us, our hands this year makes a nice change, I think. So we um plod along. We do you want to step into qualifying. Let's do it. What did you make of it? I know you you missed some of it. I
1: missed some of it. I missed Q uh Q three, and some of Q two. But what I saw, it was exciting. I. I think, best quality we've had in a while. You didn't know who was going to be where. Well, you could sort of tell between the two top teams, but the other ones you were like, oh, oh, oh.
0: Yeah, no, it, it seemed there was a lot going on, really, in that midfield top. Like, there isn't much in it anymore. Like, if you look at... Let's take the... um. Q3 results uh, where Max got that absolutely astonishing lap. That 128. Like, that was quick. Like, there's what? 200 is a second between him and Lewis in Q1. Behind, then Bottas is training another 200 behind that. A Ferrari putting it a hundredth behind that. Then Gasly another hundredth behind that. They're all they are unbelievably close in the like when they actually put this to the wall, like all of them, like top seven, one twenty nines of what's being set. Like that is unbelievable.
1: I think we've had anything that close before. It's exciting.
0: I know twenty twenty one is this actually going to be a is, is this the season where it, every single week we do not know we we may understand what. Well, one and two positions, but the positions three to seven, even eighth, are up to grabs for anyone to take.
1: I, I I don't think we've had anything like that. But I would say even till the bottom three teams, you don't really know. But even then it can be surprising.
0: Well, we do wanna take any highlights in uh qualifying that you have? Like just pick and choose some moments? Uh we- to start off with, Mazepin. Yeah, Mazepin spin,
1: isn't it? He's been named now, Mazepin. Oh, God, I just say karma. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't had a good weekend. You know, any of the practice sessions. He basically span every single thing that he's done. Um, but it was quite funny because he, what wasn't it? You you sent me something about the gentleman's agreement that they have, and he just overtook and ruined everyone's lap. So.
0: Yeah, that, it, it, like the, there's an unspoken agreement. Don't overtake anyone in qualifying when you're about to do your hot lap because it means everyone gets over the line at the last second. Everyone gets the lap in then. There's an even enough gap. He then, Mazepin, then says he was told by his race engineer to overtake, which. I cannot understand what race engineer would tell the driver to overtake when qualifying is about to end in key three. And then he gets to turn one. He does, he puts too much pressure on the throttle and the Hass does what it looks like the Hass will always do. When you put the foot down to it a bit too quick, it's going to spin and he ruined everyone's laps. Like, but I think the worst one is because I don't think like Vettel's practice and qualifying he's had a he hasn't had a good good weekend to start the season and like it's
1: one it, he will to forget
0: yeah but it the sad reality is that a lot of this case is for Vettel is it's not really his fault he's kind of been left out to dry like he he testing was shambles for him practice was literally him trying to get around and really get to terms with the car and then in, in qualifying he gets, he, he gets his entire, like, lap ruined by yellow flags. And the FIA's decision is, well, you saw the yellow flags and you chose to accept them, but you didn't at the same time. So therefore, we're putting a penalty on you.
1: Turns out he went, he didn't see the yellow flag because he was past the point of the turn. Yeah. So he went past the the flag point. Yeah. So... Why punish him? Because he went past it.
0: Yeah, he acknowledged it though over the radio and slowed down. So his lap was awful. Like it, it, the lap was awful for Q three, and he just he just dropped him out immediately. Um, and I, and I don't know. Like, I've, I've, we'll we'll get on to it more about when we get to the race. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Another big moment in qualifying, probably. I was talking to you before about the the Ferraris in Q two, like that. For the first time that we're actually having Ferrari back as what Ferrari kind of are, they're nearly there. But that the Q two laps they were saying, and it may have been just because the other teams decided to, oh well, we'll slow it down a bit, put it put it down a put it down a peg. But for the most part, they were they were good. They the the, the signs and Leclerc, they they were both good drivers, and they put that car around reasonably quick. Like and hats off to them, just seeing. That return to form, maybe I am going to come out here now and I, I'm gonna. I was t- I had a discussion with someone this week when I said I feel really bad because the first podcast and the second podcast I've trashed Ferrari, thinking they're not gonna, they're not gonna really get much in the midfield, and I'm I'm think I'm wrong already. Like I, I it, the person I was talking to reassured me and said no, the Ferrari going to be same as last year. You got nothing to worry about. But I actually. I've got a few hopes now for them. I've never been a Scuderia fan, but for for a bit, I'm hoping just to see that little resurgence for them. I am too.
1: I I don't want to write them off completely because there was always an inkling that I thought they could be okay. But is it the is it the drivers that are decent and put a car higher up where it should be?
0: Yeah, I agree. Actually, that's. Hats off, Charles is a unbelievable driver. He, like he's young. He he he's got he's got the talent and he he's got the bite to go ahead and really push that car. And he, like you've seen, he's outperformed the car now last year completely. Um and signs, it's the the driver's skills. You we saw what he was delivering at McLaren. He bought McLaren podiums. He was he was a hell of a driver in that midfield, and I think it's it's his time to shine and it's what everyone was laughing joking that was sign's Ferrari worst movie he could have made but in the grand scheme of things he's got a drive for Ferrari and things are looking up he's going to be that. he's not going to do one season he's got a couple of seasons in it and you never know 2022 may be an unbelievable year for him we may finally see the end of we may see the Mercedes dominance ending this year because that pole fight between Max and Lewis that was amazing I thought he had I thought Hamilton had it for a for a second i i just
1: yeah you know, i was just because they, they all kept setting it and it was like oh who's it going to be who's it going to be i just it was it was just beautiful like there's nothing more i can say it was just
0: well i i remember the um the, uh seeing bottas come over about spits like then Hamilton and then and then thinking oh god max is max has got purple sector one Oh wow, he's got purple six two, and I was thinking, oh come on! And I, there was me and I went around a friend's house to watch qualifying. And I'm not breaking COVID rules, everyone. I'm I live alone. I'm I have a support bubble. Before anyone goes on that train, um, so I was, I was around my, with my support bubble, and the <laughs> you can see Ella giggling here in the in the video feed. Um, but I went to went around theirs, and everyone was going oh, it's going to be Hamilton, it's going to be Hamilton. And I'm sitting there going, come on, Max, come on, Max, come on, Max, come on, Max. And I'm literally just shouting in their living room, excitedly saying, like, he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And he crosses that line and, the, oh, my God, it was amazing to see because that Red Bull is quicker than that Mercedes.
1: Oh, I really hope so. And it's a track that doesn't suit them. No. It suits Mercedes. Yeah.
0: But that, because that whole sector three is Mercedes, it's got Mercedes written all over it. And that, that, that's, but, and... The fact that this car is quicker than the Mercedes in flatline speed moment. for the moment. I, I you never know. We, we may find out when they de- when the next develop drop of the development cars come out. But for the time being, Red Bull have got six Grand Prixs where they are the ones in control. that like it's, I think that is. I think that's where it's going. Red Bull have. You don't agree?
1: I think it depends on Paris. Whether he can get up there to help be like, not like a buffer, but it'll be two against two instead of two against one. I think that's where it potentially will come down to.
0: I'm not going to rat on Perez because I, I have a I have a lot of respect for him. Like Checo is done. I do. Like, I, I think Checo can do it, but with <laughs> the weekend he's had, like Checo is one of them where he had another... He's had another rough time. He had power unit problems. He really wasn't something was going wrong in qualifying for him, and he just couldn't get out into. He couldn't get into Q one. Um, but that really wasn't. That's not the last few problems, and we'll we'll go on to that moment. Actually, very momentarily, I think. But the it does. Yeah, you are right. It depends if Checo can get himself up there, but he. I think he can when. the situation is right but when he has a situation like he's had this weekend I, I the fact that he did call back to where he ended in that in the grand prix is a testament probably to both well mostly to him especially after the after the car issues on the formation lap but yeah we we'll, we we'll, we'll see i think it is interesting to watch no, but max has got used to that one on two fight for a while now um and I think it could be um it could be advantageous for him to finally get that little bit of support that he needs.
1: I think it might be nice and less pressure better for strategy strategy and it may may force some mistakes from this a d
0: yeah they, 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 hopefully, because, well after they they looked good in quali but I think when we talk more about the race, there's some issues that Mercedes need to really iron out quite quickly. We'll, uh, we'll go on to the race now. Where do you want to start with this race?
1: I think you should give us uh, George's Garage Digest, do
0: you think? <laughs> the, the, the splurge of tweets that went on the Twitter feed as I was frantically un- learning how to live tweet. Yeah, I think you should give us the lowdown on it. Well... Okay, well, I'll, we'll run through George's Garage Digest. That's a bit of a mouthful. um, But, yes, well, honestly, the opening of the race, thinking, I was like really hyped, going, yes, it, it looks good. And the formation lap was going on, and Checo's car just stops at the corner. like, And I'm thinking, oh, this poor sod has just gone through so much, and suddenly he's Power unit failure, and he can't even bump start the car. So somehow, I don't even know. Some miracle, he gets that car going. I, I've got no idea how. If it's just him, if like, the marshals didn't help him, he just turned on and. He, but sadly, he starts from the pits. Um, but what is really interesting is, ten seconds before Perez's car broke down, and a power failure red bull tweeted can we have another formation lap question mark <laughs> and suddenly immediately perris breaks down on the side of the road <laughs> and i couldn't help but laugh because i'm sitting there typing the tweet just going like like oh Perez is dead on the track and then another formation lap gets called and eventually the team just tweeted Just before. So either they knew it was coming or it was just an irony of, can we let Max keep leading? I don't know whatever form it was, but the timing was just perfect. Um, I I think it's just brilliant. Yeah. And, well, all starts fine. Right. So what's the problem going into turn four? Turn four has been a really controversial turn. And a really, really issuey corner. However, one driver, don't know who, can't place his name. Mm, I wanna say a Williams. No, it's not a Williams. We all know. Yeah, we all know it's not a Williams. And it's not an Alpine. Ah, it's a Haas. A Haas spins again. And honestly, I can't even, like, the thing, the first one for your career. And you put it in the wall 20 seconds in. I'm sorry, but... Same corner as the Rojan. Yes. Yeah. It just, it, I, I understand. Yes, it's the same car as last year. But this is the problem that we're going to have with rookie drivers. And this is the issue that but it, not only Nikita Mazepin faced, and but Mick Schumacher had the same problem. They put their foot on the pedal too quickly and the back end just goes. And there's nothing they can do about it. And it, I don't know if it's the car is a bit not really tuned correctly or is it really the rookies just not having that experience of knowing when to put your foot down and when not to and how much you can really do. Because it's, it, it, I don't know if it's the story of Haas this year because are we going to put up some sweet stakes of how often that we see a Haas spin? Right like, or in the, or Mazepin puts it in the wall. I think we might do. I think it's the car.
1: I think it's the car. I don't think because it would happen to more to one drive. It would be one. I don't know. I think it's the car.
0: Yeah, it, uh, that it, I don't know. That has just seems. I mean, it's the only thing it's good at, isn't it? It's doing a few donuts and then slam it in the wall. Um. But there's the thing, by that, we did, luckily, got, like, thankfully, he wasn't injured, and he was all fine. That was good. And then the celebration could be that we get to see the Aston Martin safety car comes out, because it was beautiful.
1: Kept going, look, look, it's beautiful, yeah. look at it, yeah. and my family like gay. Okay.
0: Yeah, although, no, like, I was just like, thank- so, I, I'm glad, like, everything was safe, but the safety car lap one. And then, like, so it was, all right, backed up. Max did really well. Max's restarts were really good. He had, he had the right pace, but ending of that first safety car, made sure he took them all the way to the line to, before he put his foot down because he did not, he knew that the Mercedes may have him in the straight with a slipstream. Like, he did everything right. Um,
1: he was carrying a problem.
0: Yes. And he's, yeah, the diff is, the, the issue he had with his diffs were problematic. Like, it was, it would be, I don't know, I don't understand why that, yes, it would affect his pace, but it's, you would have thought it was something that would have been tuned, and then you saw how, because they didn't want to give anything away to Mercedes over the radio, they started communicating through the steering wheel, (laughs) because they were trying to send messages back and forward. I think by the end of it, it must have been sorted later on in the race, but that, yeah, he he did really well to manage it, and hats off to Max for that, I think right um, and then like what do we have them two laps later virtual safety car like we're only on lap we're only getting to lap five here and we're 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 now onto a virtual safety car because if i'm right i want to say gasly had a bit of contact and he yeah and oh then we see another haspin so there we go um but yeah gasly's concept, And this i think this is the story of gasly's grand Prix is it he mucked it up himself. I don't know. I don't know if he got caught up in the in the corners or like I haven't. I I'd have to re-watch it again. But the way the, my take of Gasly's performance this Grand Prix was like it could have been preventable. Like he, got, he ended up losing his front wing over the contacts and then ends up back in the pack and then just re- he retires because there's not really anything in it for him anymore. Like
1: yeah, I felt sad for him. Yeah. But- I think it's just how things go so some weekends.
0: Yes, uh, yeah, you are right. I think weekends would be like that. But it was, I don't know. I was just disappointed. I had so much hope for the Alpha Towers, and I thought Gasly would be the, the shining light of it. But I don't know. I am worried. Like his teammates' performance may outshine him in the end. Uh, I'm not worried, George. I'm not worried. <laughs> so, um, well, I'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. We've got the restarts going on. Um, just going to say I was wear- proudly wearing my McLaren shirt yesterday. Um, not going to just, just I was going to be very careful in the tweets not to favour McLaren too much. I tried to do my best. Um, but yeah, then we had a bit of Mercedes-Ferrari fighting again. That was, I thought, back to normality. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It was good to see the uh, really taking it to ass and really trying to Give it some. Um, and I think it was at that point that you start seeing because it was it was it was uh Norris got involved and there's all three of them fighting over the positions. Um and I, I that's it was great to see a good bit of racing because that's what I noticed really early on. I don't, I'm assuming you saw this as well, is just how much wheel-to-wheel racing we were having, especially in the first sector. Like that first sector was everyone was constantly going for it because it was there was not just one person safely in the lead by second two seconds it was there groups of the groups of positions were three of them a second apart in total like sometimes so we were doing so well um so yeah i don't think i'm trying to think of my other hot takes um other than just narrating the grand prix oh there is one i want to talk about signs alonso and vettel that was unbelievable. Signs his overtake for total. Oh, well, if we actually work it out, was it six titles he's overtaken there? It's four between four with Vettel, two with Alonso. Like so,
1: yeah. But that was just beautiful. He just yeah. wasn't having it. He was like, no. "You tie can have a scrap, but I'm, I'm gonna go."
0: Yeah, he, he just went for it. Like you could see it, the, the two of them racing together going into turn th- uh, turn two, turn three, and then they're yeah, getting into turn four. That like, oh, I'm not gonna have this. I'm just gonna go and that that whole the current Ferrari driver, two former Ferrari drivers all on the grid. And it was just it was it was just good racing. And it was something that I've missed sorely from the last um the last season was a lot of that. And this race, I didn't really expect much from Bahrain. I don't normally normally it's one of them where if you're on pole, it's yours. There's not really anything you can do about it.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's exciting, but the majority of the
0: time it's a little bit dull. I'm trying to think. Last, oh, I, 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 the, the, my McLaren favourability did come out. I did, call, I did, I did, I did expect a McLaren podium, and I was like, oh no, and I completely forgot. Oh, they haven't peered. and I was just like, yeah. so sad. Um, and that, yeah, and then we downplayed Ferrari, um, and yeah, I was quite happy for most of it until right at the end. I'm sorry. I signed off. I thought everything was fine. I will. Uh, I thought everything didn't need to be a problem. They're going uh sadly Max didn't win, but there'll be a celebration. And they get to the podium. Like all right, national anthem playing. Lewis is a bit preoccupied with sorting his hair out. Like okay, get it. But then, like, champagne time, opening race of the season. And, oh, here's a bottle of champagne. Well, they looked at Hamilton, and Hamilton was like, no. Yeah, he just looked at it and was just like, "Uh, drink it. Because,
1: like, Max looked quite like... Yeah,
0: everyone was a bit like, are you going to do anything? And then he's just like, yeah, no, drink. And then, like, Lewis poured it over the, over the Mercedes, um... I can't remember the person' the name we received from Mercedes. He head of
1: finance or yeah. something to do with finance. If I was him, I would have been annoyed.
0: Yeah, like no, Lewis from they were like throwing them two, but Max. I understand Max just wanted off the podium, but first race of the season, and it was just absolutely pathetic on the podium. Well, he sort of went to spray it, and then
1: Hamilton didn't, and he was just like, "Okay." And the Bottas was a bit like,
0: it looked awkward. Yeah, no, it did. It just looked odd and i, I don't know I, I it's one of them where i'm looking at it just going really
1: surely they should be used to each other's company they've now they've now broken a record being the most three yes yeah,
0: 14 podiums have had them three on it it's yeah on now. they've
1: broken yeah so i don't understand yeah
0: oh, actually this raises a, this is the thing these pointless records that seem to be created every week there's a new record that's broken like oh lewis has led the most laps he's beaten michael schumacher's thing or or bahrain like bahrain has this in the opening i don't know if they do it as a oh they've got to have some little gimmicky record to break every week for the press this just what it comes off as that's just yeah really but i don't know i i've kind of, that's just a quick run through the race like i know we, we there's some key moments you've picked out that um we can talk about a bit more in detail if you want.
1: Yes, please. Shall we uh dive in with the most the big one? Yeah. Which I think was the uh Max versus Hamilton.
0: I feel so sorry for Max.
1: I do, but I feel like you've got to give credit where it's due. He had to fight him off, and there's you know the debate of you can get George in for cheaper. And I don't think he would have been able to defend him off.
0: No, well, I don't know. I think this is the problem. So, we're going to go back, we're going to get into technicalities at turn four now. This is where, oh,
1: don't get me started.
0: <laughs> so, throughout all the whole of the race, Mercedes, the two Mercedes drivers, have been cutting turn four, ignoring the track limit regulations. Obviously, until it becomes a problem, no one bats an eyelid. So, Max gets warned, I want to say, um, must be about lap twenty, lap thirty, I think. I'm just trying to check my notes if I wrote it down. But so Max gets a radio message saying, by the way, Mercedes is doing it. Do it yourself a bit. Like if they're getting away with it, do it yourself until it becomes a problem. And that was great. Max is doing it. Lewis since gets the warning saying, You do it again, it's black and white flags, five seconds. Don't do it. It's track track limits. Um, and he was like, well, oh, I didn't, didn't think track limits were a thing there. So it's in the regulations. Like. It, the...
1: Yeah, but they kept changing if they were going to regulate that corner or not. And they decided that they weren't going to during the race. It was that they kept changing their mind the whole weekend. Yeah, well, it,
0: it, it until that weekend, until that moment, it, they had to come down on it. It, it, a, it was getting a ridiculous turn four. So they, they, they cramped down on it. Fine. Max stops doing it so does Lewis, so does Bottas. But when it really mattered not to muck around at turn four, Lewis, uh, Max goes there to try and overtake and get over at Lewis and runs so wide that only, I don't even think one wheel was on the curb. That's how far he went. I think he got pissed off. but you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, but you would have thought just if he... Waiting didn't. I don't. If he pounced, didn't pounce there. I think he may have had one more shot elsewhere, further up. Yeah, but
1: I, <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit of a. You've got to try what you've got to do. Yeah, I know. But you've got to do what. Yeah.
0: This was Max's race to lose. Is the way this is how I saw it.
1: I I didn't necessarily because it was two against one.
0: Yeah, I know. But by the time so that, whatever
1: they had a spare car to do the complete opposite.
0: Yeah, but so I I don't but the problem was that they kind of would have known that going in Perez is at eleventh, will accept that okay, we, we don't know. But even Bottas is saying Mercedes are too passive, they're not they're too conservative in what they're doing, they're not actually putting the dead down. they're all waiting for what Red Bull does. And Mercedes, because they were just still waiting, went in the end for having a issue of the decision to do a three-stop race and doing a three-stop race it was a bit risky and hats off to them for doing that and thinking it's it worked out in the end and but it left lewis at the end a bit lonely because it eventually became a two-stop race anyway two two horse race because Bossass had fallen so far behind but like, and red bull maybe should have been a little more ready for that but if i don't know if it was the beginning problems that Matt threw max off or whatever i don't know it just seemed it it looked like the verstappen show and then suddenly it all fell apart because throughout the race it was just back and forward back and forward who's got control it was that red bull dominating in the beginning middle of the race ended up at mercedes and then max had an unbelievable pit stop that 1.9 second pit stop and everything great and then it just at the end, it just didn't come together.
1: Yeah, sadly that was the case. But the other driver of football, yes, I feel like what a drive.
0: Yeah, oh, Perez, oh Checo, unbelievable. I'll let you go. What have you? Got? What? What do you have? You got? You must have some words to say about it.
1: I just think well, he had he had two separate issues. So he had he lost communication before the power just just left. So he basically... He had to tell the marshals do not touch the car because if they touch the car, he has to go out. So then he had to go through all the setup by himself. And for him to do that under pressure and to know all the setups, I feel like... It's quite impressive.
0: Yeah, I tweeted it, and I'm still going to stand by my words. Checo is one of those drivers that when he gets dealt an unbelievably awful hand he somehow manages to pull a rabbit out of that hand. Like he finds the ace. He does whatever he needs to do to claw it back. And starting 20th, ending 5th, like it may not be his start from the back, win the race, that record that he owns, that like he's the only driver to start from the back and take a win, but it's one of them where I. people were saying, oh, it's the cursed, the second Red Bull, say, since Ricardo's left?
1: I don't... I don't think so. I, I don't think Red Bull was surprised that it happened, because I, I think they knew there was going to be an issue at some point. But you knew that he was going to be okay. He's, he's not... He was able... You knew he'll be able to pass people. He wasn't afraid of passing people, where the previous drivers, they struggled to do that, but he quickly got up. Okay, he took... Maybe took a bit longer than... But, you
0: know it's hard to really overtake I, I, you, he was speeding through the field for most of it I, that's what I was about to say was it's not like it's, if there is said curse and it's that superstition of the idea but it's irrelevant to him because Perez is just completely saying oh so what I'll get on with my job he's kept his head down he got up through the field like it, and he was he was trying his best but is what I said at the beginning was there's you can't fault him for the, after the weekend he's had, he's absolutely done a. I think he did a blinder over a weekend.
1: In an interview with um, Sky, um, Horner was praising him, saying that was an unbelievably unbelievable drive, and even Toto agreed.
0: Yeah, like you can't deny this is the thing. Checo is just like he's got one win, Checo, to his name because the only Grand Prix that he's won was the one that we thought was going to be his penultimate or last, yeah. wasn't it? And like for a driver of that caliber not to be he's only a, I don't has he ever had a podium before as well he may have had one or two I think he's had a few podiums yes but still like you should expect to see him far more often and that like, it proved his job and I think give him a couple of weeks like we may not see it at Imola. I think we're still in that bumpy period of the season where everyone's cars are a bit unreliable um that it's definitely mid-season end of the season. Checo is going to really be up there with Max. It would be a the, the duo will finally they'll finally be like a Red Bull duo like we had with Ricardo Verstappen again.
1: But I feel like this weekend he's proven people already. Yeah. He's proven his worth already. So I don't think he won't have that pressure that Gasly and Albon did. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. Well now you brought up Gasly. Do you want to move on to the Alpha Tauri's? Because I think there's a bit of a bit of something to talk about there.
1: I just feel bad for him, really. I don't know whether it was his fault, whether he went over the curb or there was contact, mm. but he just lost his wing and that was it for him. Yeah. But his qualifying like he put the car on P5.
0: Yeah, no, he, I think this is the problem. Like, that's impressive. It seems like that car is a qualifying car. Yes, it's quick. Yes, it's good. But when mistakes happen it's hard for these them to recover and you saw that like yes gasly kind of disappeared from the race and everyone assumed gasly as the leader alpha tower and i don't know after this one race seeing yuki Sonoda just absolutely go for it at the end and like re- overtaking raikkonen and, re- and really giving it to him and like it's it's it, ju- it was impressive racing for him for his debut and he's the first well he's the first japanese driver to ever score points on his debut. He's the first driver to score points since his debut back from uh, Stoffel Van Dorn in 2016. Um, the, he's going to go places, definitely. And He's younger than us. That's what's terrifying. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think he completely outshone any expectation he had of both what he was meant to do and he even outshone his teammates
1: yes but i do think there will be times when the knowledge and the experience will will play out and i feel like you do need that so
0: yeah hopefully we'll, we'll see i don't know I, I liked i think it was just amazing to see out of the, the you can see that the, the out of the rookie-ish drivers that are on the grid like the te- these the seven rookies that are on the grid like Sonoda was well and truly beaten everyone's debut I think oh yeah right he, he like he ended up doing Japanese Formula 4 for a while he got into that and then he did He then stormed up through Formula 2 and Formula uh, Formula 3 and Formula 2 and now he's here it's just like unbelievably impressive driving he's very humble about it like did you catch his interview mm-hmm. at the end his post race I interview didn't, but
1: I when he was talking about some other things during the week yeah. and he was quite
0: like his post-race interview was really humbling because he turned he turned around and said i'm only 50 percent happy with this race like i'm happy that i've got points great i've got ninth but i lost it i could have done so much better if i didn't have the issue of what i had on my first lap which was lose a load of places and it's the one thing he said i know my weakness is first lap I need to work on improving my first lap. I need to work on being that defensive style and being aggressive when I need to be to hold my position. And it was it was just very. It will hum- come with time. Yeah, it will. It will. It will, it will it's uh, you say, it's experience. But it was humbling to see that he wasn't just look at me. I, I, I've just done this. I've just done that. But he knew what needs to be done next. And I think he's definitely going to bring that to his get to the race next uh, Imola, definitely. So hopefully, we see him. I think so. So
1: Well, now you're giving him so much praise, shall we go into ratings?
0: Yes, we can. We can go into ratings. I, well, well, do you want to go, how do you want to do this? I'll let you explain, actually.
1: Okay, so we went to British school and we thought we would use the uh, mark schemes that we were used to. When we were growing up, so basically, you you're giving a number, one to eight, and then you basically were told if you were close to getting it, or you just got it, or whether you were comfortably in it, or where you were so close to getting the next number.
0: The, 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 I, it gave me like flashbacks to like, y- like year f- year six, like all right, pre- my prep school year six. I didn't really understand. I just got told, yes, you did good. That's all you need to know. And when I got to like secondary school at my academy, like my comprehensive academy, was just, uh, oh yeah, here's a here's a five B. This is really good. You need to here's what you do for five A. And I still never got my head around it. When you I, when you put it on the spreadsheet, I was going, oh my lord, this is <laughs> this is throwing me back.
1: I had it in both primary and secondary, so I was just like, yeah,
0: <laughs> like the default marks scheme for you. Um, well, it is. yeah. Well, we can go... How do you want to do this? Do you want to name the... How, do you want to do your top five? I do five, and then we go like that. Five at I a time. I was thinking we could just
1: go down the order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just go down the order, and you say your rating. I see my yep. rating.
0: Yeah, well, Lewis, then, for you.
1: I gave him an 8 C. I. It was impressive, but I feel like... Well, it's not wow. You know, it, it was wow, but it wasn't like... I, you know, it's not like he's come from the back of the grid and won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think he's got a high standard now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, well yeah. You'd assume after being what a seven-time world champion, you'd a, uh, uh, you'd you'd need to have a very high bar. It's kind of why I gave him. I couldn't give him that A. I gave him a seven A. So it's like yeah, he's uh, seven out of eight with a like, but a very high seven. All right with that A, that A score that. Yes, I, all right. People will know by now I'm not a Lewis fan. Like I'm not either, but you've got to give him no credit for that. that. Yes. It wasn't an easy race. No, and I agree. Like he the credit that at the end, like okay, he was riding off a bit of tires, but then that mistakes going on in Red Bull. But he he it drove a very good race. Like undeniable the fact that he knew when to keep his head down. He told Bono to um shut up in the nicest sense. Like it let me do let me go to work and it paid off I think um so yeah they he took the race it um yeah it's but I think with Max though we were I was a bit harsher on Max I think they're both their drives were both equal very close
1: they were equal i thought that's why i gave him a 7a i felt like just because he made that silly mistake and he couldn't overtake properly but like he put it on pole and it's not the track to put it on pole for
0: his car so and he gave us that excitement that we needed yeah we haven't seen that in a while That's well, why I, I i gave him a 7b i think i knocked him down because of that mistake i that I, I if he won the race it may have been a bit different but Again, I'm still still. I'm going to die on my heel. With it was his race to lose, um, and he he wrote, he did very well. He we did the restarts well. He we had the pace amazing. Knew exactly what he needed, and at the end, it kind of just. For any Pokemon fans, Magikarp you'd Splash. It it does nothing at all. Uh, like <laughs> flanding around is kind of the way I saw it. We go
1: on to Bottas
0: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a. He was there and then he wasn't there. Yeah, I, again, I gave him a seven C. It yeah. was quite. It was all right.
0: It's the thing. I I did the same. I gave him a seven C. It was the opinion that, wow, he's a, he's, yep, he was there in the race. I think he's the unfortunate sacrifice. Often, like he kind of did get done over, a bit because he was just trying, he was trying to catch up and then he just didn't. And then he was on a race of his own in the end. Like, he was in third, he had had 10 seconds on Lando, he he knew exactly what he needed to do. And I think his, his comments at the end were right, Mercedes are being too conservative. Like, they are not being aggressive enough, they're not being out there enough, and they're not doing what Red Bull normally does is have that bite and bark to challenge um, and it just seems that has the Mercedes dominance finally become so ingrained and institutionalized that it's like yeah we we will do it it's fine it'll work out.
1: I don't think they've got a bit more of a point to make prizes, you know. Get your points; it will add up. There's no point in risking it.
0: Yeah, um, that's what I'd hope. But I I, I feel sorry for Bottas. Like, look, what we're going to go into twenty twenty two and we're we're in talks of losing bottas and hamilton for mercedes completely and start with a new lineup what lineup be van Dorn and george russell like hey i know it'd be an amazing lineup but it's one of them where Bottas' career has been i don't know is it, this i he was I was talking to someone earlier and i don't know who I was talking to and i was talking about holkenberg I was talking to Fred, yeah, I know who I was now. And I was talking to him about Hulkenberg and Hulkenberg going through his, his life, winning everything like Valt- Valtteri did and really pushing through and the sad reality of they've come to racing at the same time that there is one dominant driver already there. And it's one of them where it's quite upsetting to see that he just never has the opportunity to shine. And... Perhaps, if given under a different set of circumstances, he may have. Uh, and I don't know. It's one of them where Valtteri won't be forgotten, but he would be always the guy that played second fiddle to Lewis. Well, what do you make of Lando Norris? Then we're now into, we're at fourth. What? How did you rank Norris?
1: I gave him an eight C. I thought he did really well. Mm. I thought he was quite exciting in getting involved in it all. Yeah. In some battles. Uh, you know, considering he didn't have the expectation that Danny Rick had, you know, he mm. was meant to be the star of the thing. Yeah. And Lando sort of gave it to him, like, no, you've come to my team.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. Lando was in a race of his own, pretty much. It, it, he, he had it. He held off. Well, held, held off Ricardo Leclerc and Perez pretty much the whole race. He was he he, he was in full control the whole way. I gave him an eight A. I thought it was like oh no, yeah, I gave him eight A. I thought it was an unbelievable drive from Lando. I think it's one of Lando's best drives. I think I've seen him do. But he, he at no point did he blink. Like it was his from he started fourth. He ended fourth. That's where it was.
1: Apparently he did some sort of setup change between Qualic because he was like, "Well, Qualic didn't go very well for me. Let's change a few things, and it worked for him."
0: Yeah, worked perfectly. Yeah, absolutely did. So, right, next one, Perez. We've. I gave him 8A. Same.
1: I don't think there's any more we need to say.
0: No, we we've discussed Perez quite a lot. We did quite. We did. We did. He he, he drove an amazing race, and hats off to him. Right, we'll, we'll we'll blitz through. I think we've got some not really like we'll, we'll be doing rankings. So we got leclerc coming in sick. We both gave
1: him a seven B. Mm,
0: yeah, he...
1: I don't think there's much. It was alright. He somehow managed to get that place. I don't know really. <laughs> he was just there.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think he did well. Um, and then I th- he had yeah. it. Yeah. So, Danny Rick,
1: I gave him a seven C. I was a bit disappointed.
0: Yeah, well, you've got to they're, they're still sevens are still pretty good. I think it's just, we had higher expectations for Danny Rick, I think. I gave him a 7B. I was a bit Um But we'll see in the coming weeks. So, right, let's go to the clerk's teammate, Carlos Sainz.
1: I gave him a 6A. Harsh. I was a bit, yeah, well, I thought it was all right. But considering where, uh, okay, yes, I feel like he should have been behind just slightly. I, I just feel like he was a bit I don't know. Yes, he, he was like would not have anything between, with the the fight with um Alonso and Vettel. I just felt like it was just a bit of a after that it was a bit of a
0: yeah. He, he I I gave him a bit kind. Of, I was a seven C. I pushed him up a bracket. Um, I I thought he drove he drove a good race. To Ferrari he did what he had to do. Kept his head down. He had he had a good few moments. Um, yeah, the, the, he was he was close to Danny Rick. He was only what. Uh, second off danny rick
1: okay so maybe i was a little bit harsh but i still think he could do a lot better
0: yeah well hopefully in the coming weeks we'll see a bit more from him i think the ferrari's got a bit to prove um so right yuki so no
1: i gave him a 7b
0: yeah i was a bit kind of a 7a i still I, i still think it's a I don't know if it's. I'm like going. I'm going to eat my words next week when I'm saying how good this rookie is. Um, but I, I don't know. We've discussed you.
1: But I had nothing to go on, so he's not like he's done a race before where he'd no. be like. Mm, so it was good, but we need to see whether that's
0: going to be consistent. Yeah, we need to see more of it. If we see more of it, like he's going to be a. I think he's got good future. So. Right, I'm going to, we'll do the, we're now, we're now, like, we could do Stroll. Um, I gave him a 6A.
1: I gave him a 7C. Like, he got points, so he did something, right?
0: Yeah, I kind of had high hopes, though, for him and Aston Martin. Yeah. It seems like it's now, sadly, Um, he was there. Like, his race was a bit better than, it was miles better than Vero's, but it so they, they took place. They were there in that Grand Prix. I don't really see, i didn't really see much of them to be honest so um right i don't mind what i'll do now is we'll do we'll do we'll go um we'll do three at a time and then end with our favorite um so kimmy and tony uh so you've got raikkonen Jovanazzi, ocon um
1: so i gave Kimi a 7a um i thought it was quite he was quite quick he was quicker than antonio so yeah, um, I gave Antonio a six A. I just felt like I don't know. I feel like he needs to give it a bit more. He, I feel like he could be good. Um, Ocon, I just wasn't pleased with him. I don't really like him. <laughs> um, but if he did a good drive, I would score him higher. You just feel like he was just a bit.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was a bit different. So I was a bit kind of. I was a bit harsher on Kimi. I gave him the seven C. Um, he he was doing really well, and I think he lost it at the end when Stroll overtook him, and he lost it in the last final laps. But he just had no tires. Like I, I know he's complaining all the time. Um. So and then Jovanazzi, I gave him the six B. I don't think it's one of his best drives out there. I think he's done better. He, I think it's just early stages. There's still like early stages for the team. I think they could scrap for points, but it just got to be really careful. Uh, as long as they keep their nose out of it and Ocon I gave him a 5b I'm like the same I'm a bit indifferent to Ocon um I don't know partner him against Alonso although Alonso didn't get to finish I still think Alonso had a much better drive for the laps that he was racing than Ocon yes he did so yes
1: I I agree
0: yeah no I think I think there's a there's a bit more there um then we're then we got Russell Vettel Schumacher uh
1: Russell I gave a 6c sebastian vessel i gave a 3b i just his whole weekend was just one to forget um and schumacher i gave a 5c i thought you know his first race yeah he's not in a good car i thought he did all right yeah he didn't do he
0: didn't do what his dad did was put it in the wall so yeah his first race
1: points for that credits
0: no i so i I was a bit harsher for george i was i kind of was hoping a bit more for the whip from george i thought but uh, i gave him a 5a but i think george's radio message after the thing was he just puts his head down he knows he knows he's going through the process he's like yeah good job team that's fine it's good we'll build off this but he just keeps his head down he knows what he's got to do to get better and i think that's the that's the takeaway williams yeah it's not last no that is he's true we're not seeing williams in last um and yeah, so moving on to Vettel. Vettel, I gave him a 4C. It's a bit kinder than you, mainly because a lot of it I felt was a bit out of his hands. I think he's just getting to that point now where he's just becoming unlucky, um, which is a sad reality. Um, and, well, we'll we'll see what happens with him in the coming weeks. And for Mick Schumacher, I gave him a 4C. I, I don't know, because he spun at the beginning and then... He kind of had a lack, he was kind of just at the back of the field on his own. Um, I didn't really get to see much of him at all, if I'm honest. And he was a bad marker for Lewis and that was about it. So I think for the most part, um, if I see a bit more Mick, hopefully higher up, having a few more battles, then that may change for the most part.
1: Um, Shall we do the last four together? Yeah, we'll do the last four together. Which is Gasly Latifi, Alonso and Mazepin. Yeah. Um, so I gave Gasly a
0: 5B. I did the same. I think that's enough said, yeah. Um, Latifi, I gave a 3A. 4B for me, gave him a little bit kinder, but again, we didn't see him <laughs> enough.
1: No. Um, I gave Alonso a 5A. I was quite impressed with what I saw. I'm not usually a huge Alonso fan, um, but I will give credit where it's due. He started off quite well. And a bit racy, and we like to see that. Yeah. Just sadly, did not what we meant to be.
0: No, it's the same with me. I gave him a 6B. Hands out and heart, I am a big Alonso fan. He drove a great race. Um, with any luck, he won't have brake problems next race. It's the same. It's early days. We're going to get our reliability issues.
1: And then Mazepin, I gave 1B.
0: You were kind. I gave him a 1C. I didn't even let him get away with that. He had an awful weekend, an awful start. Oh, uh, we'll see if he, spin, if he spins next week. We'll know. Yes, if Mick didn't, then we I think we'll be in a different state of affairs. So, no, <laughs> so, right. Let's move on. We've got we're We're nearly at the end for all our audio listeners. We're coming up to our predictions for next for who got the predictions right. And I'd like to say in boast that I at least got a point in our predictions. Because last week you got your podiums wrong.
1: Hey, I got two people who was on the podium
0: just <laughs> not in the right order. Yes, both of us did that.
1: Yeah. But you went for Bottas and I went for Danny. Yeah. Danny Rick. Oh. So who did you? Who do you
0: think for next week? Next week, I'm going to put it in a limb. I still think Verstappen is going to be there. I think it is going to be a Hamilton second. Um And honestly, I think maybe. Oh, screw it! I'll 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 go for the bet. Norris third, Bottas fourth, and. Um. Leclerc fifth. Oh no, Perez fifth. Sorry, I put Perez fifth.
1: Oh, Perez. Yeah. So I went for Verstappen, Bottas, mm. Perez. Yeah. I think Hamilton's not gonna have a good weekend.
0: No, nor do I. Things
1: crossed. And um, Then I'm. Then I put Norris. Mm.
0: So we're we are so, we're, we're pretty close. Um. Yeah. But I think we. I think we'll, we'll, we. We just got to wait and see what happens. I think, um, I think with any cost. luck. So we'll see. We'll hold it and we'll see. I'm one point up in our in our chassis chatter championship. we got. I've got <laughs> one point. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write that down and remember it. I'm gonna hold that point dearly. So. Oh, you
1: really are. You're gonna hold it against me. Oh yeah. Until, until I get a point. Yeah.
0: Until you get a point, or I start to lose, and we just don't talk about it at all. That's just how it works. <laughs> so, well, anyway, I still think it was a great end to the season. I think there's no, I don't think we could have asked for a better race. Like the race was unbelievable. No. Um,
1: I, I just hope more races will be this competitive. I don't think all the races will be. No. But I just hope there will be some more. And I think it'll be quite exciting if, if that's the opening race. Mm. And that's what we've got to look forward to for the season. Mm. I think. I think it'll be good, and I, I hope there'll be a bit more drama. Yeah. And like there was in this race, and a bit more upset. I think that will be interesting for us to to see.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I we've got we've got a good way to go now. I think we're we're all looking forward to Wimla, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see some racing like we did last time. So we'll um, plod along and see really what happens
1: yeah we will if you uh liked the video that we did um for Bahrain, we will probably be doing a similar one for Imola um Imola is in about three weeks it's it's a while away um and yeah hope you
0: enjoy well we'll we'll, we'll have some content for you all the time we're not going to just leave people out to dry um at all so we'll uh, we'll surprise everyone with our next podcast and uh, everyone can wait and see for what it will bring so thank you all for listening and hopefully you've enjoyed today and we'll catch you next time
1: bye